Hey, hey, this is Elevate Life with Angie. That's me. I'm your girl. Listen, here we're going to talk about emotional awareness and personal transformation. We're going to have some fun and keep it real. We're going to stay away from shame and judgment because don't nobody need none of that. So stick around, relax, enjoy yourself as we elevate life together. Hey guys, welcome to Elevate Life with Angie. Boundaries, part three. Here we go. I'm super excited because I have one of my most favoritest people in the world here. Yes, favoritest is a word. Um, So I asked this person to be here with me because I really feel that they have a lot to contribute to the topic of boundaries. And it's not just because I'm super in favor of them. It's because it's true. They they really do have good things to bring to the table. They just happen to be my daughter. They just happen to have lived in my belly. <laughs> so guys, this is my daughter. This show is going to be in two parts. Um, the first part will be with Annalisa that you're going to meet here right now. And the second part will be with my other daughter. She couldn't be here to record with us at the same time. So We're going to keep the show moving and I'll just have this episode be in two parts. No big deal. So the first part is for Annalisa. Cheesy pizza. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Hi everybody. I'm so excited to be here. I'm tired of that nickname. I don't think it makes sense. I I think it rhymes. (laughs) No, it doesn't. So Annalisa, cheesy pizza. That's not how rhyming works. Oh lord. (laughs) I don't say it super often, but sometimes when I'm feeling extra silly, I do... And, um, nope. <laughs> I don't know. I can honor. Is that a boundary? Are you setting the boundary <laughs> for me to no. not go? No, I'm good. <laughs> so, um, so listen, I, I don't know, Ben, for me, I'm just, I'm such a Annalisa fan. Of course, I was thinking last night about this episode and, One of the things that was on my heart just about you is that you're like one of those Norma Ray, legend of Billie Jean (laughs) kind of girls. Um, Like you care about using your voice, Mm -hmm. you care about the right thing, Mm -hmm. and you're not okay just sitting back and watching crap happen. Yeah. Now, um, for the record, tell them your age. I will be 20 in two weeks. In two weeks. Holy cannoli. 20 years ago, you lived in my belly. (laughs) Oh, what a time. (laughs) Let me not reminisce too much. Um, 20 in two weeks. Okay, yes. So those of you who don't know who Norma Rae and Legend of Billie Jean is, um, those are... Norma Rae was a movie from the 90s. uh, No, not 90s. 1979 uh, with Sally Field um, and Legend of Billie Jean is an 80s movie, which we are 80s girls. Woo. High five. 
high five. We are eighties girls. Yes, we it wasn't a super super famous movie, but we really liked it. I showed it to yeah. you a couple years ago, and you fell Absolutely. in love with it. Yes, really quick because we need to get to the point. But why do you like that movie? Um, because she's strong and she uses her voice to stand up for injustice mm-hmm. and she becomes this like role model and spokesperson for mm-hmm. every other girl that felt like they didn't have a voice. Mm-hmm. By the end of the movie, people are dressing like her, wearing their hair like her, mm-hmm. protecting her just because they made, she made everybody else feel inspired to be something they never thought they could be. Yep. Preach girl. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So see like that, yes. like I feel like that you <laughs> have that kind of like. A gift in in ability in your life and yeah you're you're only 20 and I just I don't even know what the future holds for you mm-hmm. but I just know it's going to be bright and it's going to be meaningful and um I just think you're an awesome kid Aww. and um you're not really a kid anymore it's yeah. just a habit to say that you are you're a young lady you are becoming <laughs> a woman I am a woman now. Is all you do quote movies? That's all I do. I yeah. quote movies a lot. That's I quote movies a lot. I just, guys, I do have a life outside of movies. I just, I really like them. And when yeah. I like them a lot, I watch them repeatedly and then I, some of the lines stick out. So that last one was a line from Dreamgirls. So anyway, okay. So listen, you have two, you have several stories, but we're going to focus just on two for yes. time's sake. And the other episodes were like about relational boundaries. Yeah. And um, I talked a little bit about like personal boundaries. So your two stories, I feel like are a good example on using your voice. Yeah. Which using your voice is definitely a form of setting boundaries. Of course. Yeah. And um, you're going to share both of those stories. But before we get into that, tell us why do you think boundaries are even important? Um, plain and simple, you need boundaries to be successful in your everyday life. Um, every time you go to the grocery store and you have a grocery budget, that's a boundary. Hmm. When you're deciding what time you're going to go to bed tonight, that's a boundary. Hmm. When you're deciding when you're going to turn the TV off <laughs> and go to bed, that's a boundary. Um, one we're super super good at <laughs> we are so great at setting our late night boundary um Adelisa does still live at home right now and it's just the two of us here and we do this thing at night when we're up late I'm sure nobody else can relate okay we have been like not doing a great job no, with we, our no we're just like one more episode <laughs> one oh more my gosh and like that we have to watch okay, one we more we have to ah! watch the next episode yeah. <laughs> next thing we know it's 2 30 oh my god yes. we've only done Sorry. that like that we've amount of that time like twice yeah. but i'm like and we pay for it the next day it feels yes, awful so awful. we are yeah. like, also we are, yeah we're no experts <laughs> but that is a personal boundary yeah and... so whether it's relationally or yes. personally or just in your grocery budget uh-huh. boundaries your what time you're gonna go to bed boundaries yep you literally need boundaries to have a successful day-to-day life yes plain and simple couldn't agree more yes exactly so your stories yes <laughs> okay i want to just yeah stories go i heard abby stumble say it this way and i never heard of it until worded this way and i fell in love with it it's true. Stories go past the brain to our heart. Mm-hmm. And most of us, you, uh, things can impact us at a greater level when it gets to our heart and not just our brain. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So, get it, girl. 
Okay. Whichever story you want to start with and just paint the picture for the yeah, listeners, absolutely. you know. Um, so the first one, okay, so I was waitressing over that past summer in 2020. Um, it is a late Saturday night and it is extremely hot. Um, and side note, but, you know, we're wearing masks, of course, so mm-hmm. that's just, it's even more hot, it's even more sweaty. Mm-hmm. Um, our uniform was a baseball jersey and it was just really thick. And no room to breathe. Mm -hmm. It was just an exhausting day. I had already been at work for over eight hours. And I still had like two hours to go. Um, I had not gotten a break yet either. By the way. And I probably wasn't going to be getting one at all. Um, I had 12 tables. 12 tables, give or take. Um, And there was only me and one other dude on the patio. He had the same amount. It was a crazy, crazy night. Mm -hmm. The kitchen was over it was just everything was slow it was drinks were taking forever to come out Mm. it was just a crazy crazy night um so there was pressure absolutely there's a lot of physical pressure Mm -hmm. we're dealing with customers getting impatient we don't even have the information to um like oh yeah sorry it's gonna be this long we didn't even know that information to communicate because we didn't have time to go inside and ask it was just crazy crazy busy that night yeah um and I don't remember what reason I was able to get inside for a second. And I went to the owner who was actually working in the kitchen, making the pizzas because we were so busy. He was helping cook. And I said to him, I'm like, hey, I'm sorry, but do you know, like, what is the wait time for pizzas? I need to communicate to them. Like, I need to tell them what to expect when they come in. Otherwise, they're just getting mad when they're waiting. And he snapped. He was furious. He was really angry. He was like, well, if you guys could be running your own food, coming in to get your own food, um, our cooks wouldn't have to be runners for you and the pizzas would be made faster. And he just spewed. He was really angry, really aggressive. So he like flipped it and yes, blamed. Absolutely. He went to blaming. Yes, went to right to blaming. Yeah. And there's the reality, like technically, yes, the servers are supposed to. We're supposed to get our own drinks and we're supposed to get our own food. But there was, was zero time for that during that time period. It was an insane night. And he got really aggressive. He raised his voice right away, like blaming it on me and my other coworker that's outside, busting our butts. And I was just like mouth dropped open like Mm. oh okay this is where we're at now I got it so I was just like hand up in the air excuse me sir I'm so sorry that you're stressed I'm so sorry you know what I am too Mm -hmm. it is insane outside right now and I am just doing my best you're just doing your best I understand that But, like, I, I was just appalled. I didn't know what to say. I was so, like, thinking in my head. I'm, in my head, I'm just like, I want to yell back, back at you. Like, this mm-hmm. is not fair. This is not okay. I don't deserve to be being spoken to mm-hmm. like this. But I'm, like, calmly, like, you know what, sir? I'm so sorry that you feel like this. My heart goes out to you. <laughs> but we are doing our best. And if you could give me, like, if you could give me something to communicate to customers, like, I would. Be it would just be a different like style right now if there was anything to communicate, but there wasn't, and I was so stern and so specific with him like, this is not okay, and I don't deserve to be talked to this way, and this isn't necessarily your fault, but it's definitely not my fault either. Yeah, and I I told him like, this like I I'm trying to remember like the you exact were saying words. like yeah. I'm 
you were telling him you were you were kind of defending yourself. Absolutely, yeah. You, you were. Um, so this is this is a good story. And the the thing is, you weren't like perfect in your no, execution because you were feeling a little defensive. Of course, yes. You were upset as soon as you realized mm-hmm. that that's how he was speaking to you. Yeah. Um. You were saying to him like, "I'm sorry if this is how you're feeling." Yeah. Um. I remember that you were, because I remember after it happened, you had called me and you were like, I don't even have time to be making this phone call, but you were so upset. Yes. Um, but and, you were saying yeah. like how um, I'm doing the best yes, that I can. Yes. Like I'm helping your customers. Specific. I was like, yeah. I am out there busting my butt, sweating, and I didn't mm-hmm. get a break today, sir. That's illegal. It's illegal for me to have worked this many hours and not get a break. But I'm not complaining because I'm out there doing my job. Mm -hmm. I'm the one face-to-face with the customers that are making your business be a business at Mm -hmm. all. Like, I'm the one on the front lines, Mm -hmm. like, doing it. And I'm, like, and I'm not, like, diminishing what you're doing, of course. (laughs) I couldn't do my job without you. And you can't do your job without me. Yes. So we need to work together. You're You're having all this dialogue. absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Um, cause I was appalled. I was I'm, like, this is not fair. <laughs> um, but that was my biggest so thing. I'm like, yeah. I am out there. I'm the one that the customers are yelling at when the food's not right. like taking forever. Yeah. And if the food's taking forever, that's fine. Just give me something to communicate to the you people. You just wanted some information. All I wanted. And I told him, I'm like, again, sir, my heart goes out to you, <laughs> but I'm out there doing the best I can as you are also. But I, I don't have time to run back and forth because I'm the one dealing with talking to them mm-hmm. being yelled at by the customers mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. They have to be my priority right now. Yeah. So I'm sorry. If I get the time, by all means, I will come in here and grab my pizza. Until then, I'm sorry that you have to have runners for me. I can't control that. But one more, one more time. I'm sorry you're stressed. I am too. And then he just had nothing to say. He was just like, mind like mind blown that somebody <laughs> had the nerve to like talk to him that way and not like because I was rude or aggressive but just because I challenged him and I was just like yeah excuse me sir I don't deserve to be talked to this way yeah we're doing the best we can yeah as are you mm-hmm. I just needed some basic information yeah you know he could have said Annalisa please if you have time I need you to be getting your own pizzas and I would have been like oh Bob, I'm so sorry. Or like, I'm so sorry. I wish I could. I had no time, you know? Yeah. And there wasn't time for that. Yeah. Um, it could have gone down very differently. But when he met me with such an aggressive behavior, yeah. I met him with a a stern, like, yeah. Whoa, 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 sir. Yeah. Like, it's not going y'all, down y'all, like this. She's got her hand up right now. You can't see her because we don't got video on, but her hand yes, is up. Her shoulders are like, I'm going to let it go down like that. <laughs> I don't know where um, she gets that from. No. Um, no idea. <laughs> um, And from that point on, I had a designated runner for oh, me the entire night. My, my, my. And I was able to communicate, and we had a successful rest of the night because I communicated what I needed. And what I needed to make his restaurant successful. You did make it. It wasn't even for me. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I'm doing this for what money to go into my savings account. But like, this is his business, right. his lifestyle, you know? Yeah. His so livelihood everything. Yeah, yeah. His livelihood. That's what I meant. Yeah. So everything I was doing was, it was for him. He's the boss, you yeah. know? Um, right. Right. But I said what I needed to say and I got what I needed. Uh-huh. I got what I needed to have a successful rest of the evening. Mm-hmm. What would have happened? First, I mean, there's so many things. For, yes. First of all, I'm I'm so, I remember that night. I remember getting the call from you. I was just like so excited, honestly, 
that you responded that way. Yeah. I was proud of you. I was happy for you. I was like, this is again where I feel like the Norma Ray thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. Strike kind of a posture. But this is, I, I love this. I love mm-hmm. this because you didn't just sit back and allowed yourself to be um, mistreated. No. And um, I'm not saying guys everything in life you know we're supposed to argue or fight or not yeah i think actually i don't even mess around with arguing but um we can't always do these things perfectly but it makes a difference when Mm -hmm. if we're gonna decide to respond yeah it really does Mm mm-hmm what do you think would have happened if you did not use your voice? See, this this is a boundary. Yeah. This is, you you were like, okay, because boundaries are enough is enough. Yeah, absolutely. Whether it's, it's, it's okay, it's midnight. I have to turn this Netflix show yes. off. Enough <laughs> is enough, right? Yes. Me, I'm working on my journey with my health and wellness, right? Yeah. So birthday, okay, one piece of cake, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's enough. Joe, yeah. you don't get any more, right? Yeah. It's a choice. It's a decision. Absolutely. And in this situation um, with your boss, it was the same thing. Like, yeah. okay, this is enough. Absolutely. And yeah. you didn't wait for him to act no. like a no. fool 10 times before you spoke up. No, not at all. No. Yeah. Um, I think that, so, you know, I went to him with my question. Mm-hmm. He came to me aggressively. If I hadn't matched him with that, like, with that stern, like, sir, this isn't how it's strength, going to go like down. strength. Like you yes. had to, you responded with yeah. strength. I didn't match his energy, but I matched it with a, like, okay, like I will, I will speak to you the way that you're going to listen. Because if I had just been like, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Like, I, Oh, like if I had just been all timid and shy and mm-hmm. just been like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm doing the best I can. Like scared of him. It wouldn't have done anything. No, he would have just been like, okay, Awesome. Thanks for being sorry. That doesn't change anything. If even that. If that, you know. Uh-huh. Um, and if I had done it that way, I was already physically stressed. And I was emotionally stressed due to customers. But I would have been emotionally stressed due to my boss and because of, like, the management, too. It was, like, that night, it was, like, the customers, which felt like the world, against me and my coworker, you know. Mm-hmm. We're doing the best we can. Mm-hmm. And they're all against us. So if I had felt that we're all against you vibe from my, the other people too. It would have been a 360. They're all against me vibe. But thankfully after that conversation, Mm -hmm. I got what I needed. I got those runners. Uh I got what I needed in the physical reality of the communication part. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was so much easier to tend to the customers having that, Yeah, but it would have been a 360. The world is against me vibe rather than just that one half. And because he heard what I said, it was slowly able to become one fourth and then one third, you know, and like it was able to be awesome. a more simple and simpler, easy night yeah. because I communicated the way I did. Yeah. It would have been more emotional stress on me yep. that entire night had I not communicated the way I had because that's yep. what got through to him. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. And did you, and it affected your coworkers because there was like yeah. one or two coworkers who heard it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And I remember one of the girls was like, that is the most respectful attitude I have ever seen somebody have, you know, and it was, it was so funny, but it's true. it it's did, true. it was, it made the whole night smoother for everybody because the other person serving with me, he got a runner too, you know, we got what we needed to we have what it you be needed. successful. Exactly. And what would have happened? How would that night have played out had you not 
spoken up. No idea. I mean, it would have just continued to be stressful and not go over well and customers been mad. And I mean, we even had people because we were so busy and so short staffed. We had a couple customers being like, I'm never coming back again. And it could have just been more of that behavior. And that's going to happen at any restaurant ever. Sure, sure. But like, it could have just been more and more of that behavior Mm -hmm. from the customers not receiving what they need if I hadn't communicated. Yeah. And it's kind of like it it took you doing that to get him to like wake the hell up absolutely and yeah. like it's, he, like he got in his right mind mm-hmm. or whatever we don't know like his process we don't yeah. you know we don't know because there wasn't really follow up he certainly didn't come back yeah so we don't fully know but what we do know is the results of what came from that mm-hmm. um conversation he did not give you a hard time anymore yeah. You and your coworkers got the support that you needed from the rest of your coworkers. Yeah. He did something, said something. He got things in place. Yep. And overall, the rest of the night was uh, much more peaceful exactly, and efficient. Yeah. Absolutely. And you, ha- it had to feel good, right? For sure. Like I, within you when you did that. And we have to be careful. I know there's some people who are listening who are younger, and I'm not. You guys, I'm not. And I mean. What do you think too, Annalisa? We're not saying, we're not promoting the being of course not. a jerk and disrespecting grown-ups. And I know not. there's some, you know, more, um, there's some people listening who are, you know, we, we care about honor and we care of about course. respecting yes. people. And we do very much. Mm-hmm. And I really believe you were doing that even in your execution. Absolutely. You actually, you were firm. Yeah. You were clear. Absolutely, yeah. You did defend yourself a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, that's normal. You're human. You, of course, you that's how you yeah. felt. And you also gave him emotional responding because you yeah. said, I'm so sorry, this is stressful for you. Like you were now emotional responding is when you are literally responding to the other person's emotions. We haven't started talking about that yet on the podcast, but okay. um, but you understand yeah, that. Absolutely. You're you're I think you're pretty good at it, especially for being, you know, so young. You did all those things. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like this was a respectful um, way of executing your personal boundaries of what you're not going to allow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, and I think like, of course, we're not trying to promote like, oh yeah, be aggressive and you're going to get what you want. Like, that's not at all the the mindset we're trying to make. Um, You know, for me... I just, I have a little bit of spiciness in me in my overall personality. So it was more natural for me to (laughs) have that little bit of a spiciness to get my point across, but still be respectful. Yeah. You know, I could have simply said, sir, I'm trying my best. I know you are too, but I'm trying my best. Can you please just give me the time estimate of what to tell the customers? Mm -hmm. I could have said that. Much shorter. And it could have been done simple to the point. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's different for everybody. And right. that's okay. Like, if you don't think that you could have, like, done what I did, that's okay. There was a hundred ways to go about what I did and uh-huh. what worked best for you that could have still 100% been effective. I agree. That's just the way that it happened for me that one night. Exactly. Things are not black and white. Absolutely There's not, not just yeah. one right way and one wrong way. I agree. And, I, yeah, I'm thank you for saying that because I know there's some people who are listening who are thinking, 
that was cool, but I could never do that. Mm-hmm. Or, well, I wouldn't want to be, fi- I'd be fired. Yeah. You know, different kinds of fear yeah. and doubt would lead them to just mm-hmm. be quiet, to do either say nothing. Mm-hmm. Some people would be on the other end of that and they would freeze. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you kind of kicked into fight. Yes, yes. Fight which fight, yeah. I, <laughs> fight um, flight, yeah, freeze, absolutely. and there's another one, and I can't remember right now. I think another thing, too, though, is that four years ago, I wouldn't have been able to do that. No. I never have. would have been able to do that. Like, four years ago, four you five said, years yeah. ago, absolutely not. Even a year ago, I wouldn't have been able to do it the way I did it. And that's okay. Like, yep. that's just where I was at at the time. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's where you are still at, you know, whoever's listening. Yeah. Um, so it really is. Like, this is my story. This is the way it went down for me. Mm-hmm. I do believe that it was a healthy response to what I was being given. Mm-hmm. But like she said, like, it's different for everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I, I was so proud of you when you did that. And correct me if I'm wrong, but for the rest of the time you worked there... He never gave you a hard time. No, he was super respectful, yeah. Yeah. Never yeah. had a hard time with him again, yeah. You know how I struggle when a man mm-hmm. is disrespecting a woman. Absolutely. And the thing that you guys... So keep in mind, this. this maybe some of you didn't know this, the statistics on how women are disrespected... There are elements that play into that. Mm-hmm. Like when the disrespect is coming to a woman and then a woman who is short. Mm-hmm. This It's going to sound kind of tripped out, but this is some real stuff. You can yeah, find it out, out there. Um, and you are short. You're 5'2", 5'1". 5'1". 5'2 on a good day. 5'2 on a good day yeah. when you're wearing your little boot, those yes. one boots. Um <laughs> And, um, a woman of any kind of color, mm-hmm. any kind of color. I don't like the word minority because we yeah. ain't minor nothing. We yeah. major. Okay. <laughs> My sass. Um, but yes, anything yeah. black, white, brown, Asian, whatever. And another one is if you're overweight. Hmm. Now you were not overweight. Um, really, but I have been all of those yeah. for, you know, and so I, those are real things and it's disgusting. Um, I don't like it when a woman does it to a woman, but when a man does it, yeah. oh Lord, help me Lord. Yeah. Absolutely. Lord. And I know it's because of the abuse that I experienced, um, watching, um, women being abused absolutely. by men growing up my whole yeah. life. Yeah. And, um, abuse from anybody isn't okay. Right. I don't care. Man to man, woman to woman. None of it's okay. I ain't messing with that. But with a man to a female and then it's an older man and you're a younger female. Oh Lord, this makes me want to choke somebody. Yes. This is when I'm like, father God, self-control because I ain't got no time for that. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, I think that kind of goes into the other story, the next story. Too, yes, let's go it into it because concept. you know what I'm realizing right now? Yeah. We ain't going to have your sister on this episode. She needs to be in part four <laughs> because your stories matter and I want to hear the full thing of the second one. And if she's on this one, it's going to be way too long. Yeah, So absolutely. y'all, you heard what I said in the beginning. 
ignore it, erase it. I'm, I even know right now it's not going to happen. <laughs> and I ain't going to go back and record the intro to change the information. We're going to, yep, we're just going to get this go. one done. Here we go. Okay. So that leads into your second one. Yes. So, uh, it just, it's so hard when it is that stereotypical on older white gentlemen being rude to a younger Hispanic girl. And unfortunately, that was my scenario with both of these stories. Both of these stories. And, and we ain't a look, lot we ain't of a... my stories in life are like that. Are like that. And we're not, I'm not even trying to like play the race card or get all no. up into that. Oh my gosh, there's no. just and a look, reality. And we know a lot of older white guys who are amazing. Awesome. Sweet as oh, can be. Amazing. So we're not like, we're not anti-men. Absolutely we're not, not. white guys are the devil. No. Absolutely not. But we're also not blinded to the reality that a lot of women face in their everyday lives. Yes, and we are gonna. We said we're gonna keep it real, yeah, right? Absolutely. And we. This is our experience. Yeah. You are a young Latina, and um, go on, baby girl. Tell your second story. In that story. story, so in my high school, um, you can find that like the demographics of any high school online. Seventy-four percent of all students at my high school are on. Free lunch or discounted lunch? Mm-hmm. 74%. 74%. Okay, and I love, you guys got to know, Annalisa loves her percentage. She oh, is yes. like, she does her research. I She's do. a I smart girl. <laughs> and my whole time in high school, I was part of that 74%. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. That's, yeah. Most of my life, I was on free lunch. Yep. Um, So I failed chemistry my sophomore year so my junior year. Dun, dun, dun. I know. Awful. Why did you fail so chemistry? My junior, um, because I was trying to like find purpose in my life you know I was struggling with depression and I decided that mental health and you know not wanting to like Um, the thought of not wanting to breathe and live uh was more important than equations how about that what a crazy yes yeah y'all that's a whole nother (laughs) story for another time but the amount of backlash I faced Uh for focusing on my mental health over my schoolwork schoolwork. my schoolwork and you know what we are we have to do an episode on that straight up because um I was the parent once we realized Annalisa was not doing well uh, mentally emotionally there was depression um when she did not have a value for her own life. Mm-hmm. I could give a flying flip about her grades. Yep, honey, get get C's, okay, get D's. We, we just want you to live. Yes. So and not to like, of course. I I personally, you know, I think education matters, of course. But but education doesn't mean anything if you are not on this planet anymore. Hello, because you gave up. So yes, that was my process and where I was yes. at the time. So because you were struggling yes. internally, so I failed chemistry. So you failed it chemistry. led to me failing multiple classes. Yes, which by the way, I ended up making them all up and I passed with like a three point six GPA still. Yes, girl. Um, but the point is, so my junior year, I had to make up that chemistry credit. I was in a class called Integrated Physical Science. It was literally nicknamed idiotic physical science. Oh, that's so because nice. everybody that was in this class either failed chemistry and needed to make the credit, or counselors or themselves thought they were too stupid to be in chemistry, so they were put into this class alternative, which had a nickname of idiotic. Yeah. Because if you fail um, something, it was actually like idiotic psycho science or oh, something. Lord because have mercy. like a lot of the kids were crazy, quote unquote. Oh my gosh! It was it was a thing, and that's what like kids in the oh. class called it. You know, I'm wow. on my way to idiotic PS. You know, like that's just what we mm. called it. And I mean, even I felt stupid for being in there. I'm like, oh, this is annoying. I shouldn't have to like be stuck in this class with yeah, all these kids. It was hard for you. Um, and on another statistic note, 
I don't know the exact percentage of this one, but it's just common knowledge that a lot of the kids that are going to be the ones that failed classes or that are in like the less, like the, um, the worst classes are going to be kids that have dealt with so much trauma in their life that are on, that are a part of those poverty families or low income or free lunch that have dealt with all of this physical trauma in their life. Yeah. Of course their schoolwork and grades aren't going to be as good. Exactly. So to start you off with this story, the kids in this class like 90% of them all came from low-income families or free lunch, etc. So this teacher, don't know why, don't know how, I don't even remember how we got onto the subject. But all of a sudden, he's making fun of low-income slash poverty families. He's making derogatory comments about how, like, they have new shoes, but they get free lunch. Now, let me tell you, I got a lot of pairs of Converse when I was growing up Mm -hmm. and I love my Converse, but I was always on free lunch. And that's because I saved up every penny to be able to buy myself a new pair of shoes or Or I got it for Christmas or, you know, like two people pitched in and bought me a pair of shoes for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I love those things. And that was awesome. From the outside, people never really would have known that I was struck, that we were struggling at home, but they also wouldn't have known that. That big old beautiful house I lived in had seven and eight of us living in that house there at was, once. That was a season um, for us. We had I mean, there was years. another time when there was ten of us we living was, in the Lord house. Lord Yeah, we was a Latino family. We were. Absolutely. We was that Latino family when I had like, had like lost a really good job. I had yeah. moved in with grandma. Absolutely. I mean, my aunts had to move in with us at one point. Her three kids moved in. Lord. It was a thing, and it was a thing. that's okay because that's where we were at at the time. That's, that's right. Um, that's but this, and we didn't stay yes, there. No, we didn't. We didn't. No. Yeah. Um, season, but we like, I came from that. The he was, he was making fun of single mothers. He was making fun of kids on free lunch. He was making fun of poverty families when their kids are wearing nice shoes. And he was making fun of, this wasn't stupid. This was just plain out stupid. He was making fun of parents that use essential oils. (laughs) Like, dude, who cares? That's none of your business. Like, that might as well be like me saying, well, you shouldn't take Dayquil, take NyQuil. Like, <laughs> who cares? That is your personal decision. He was going on and on about, like, parents that use essential oils, like, want their kids to die because they won't give them real medicine. Like, I still take oh. Advil, but I also like peppermint oil. Like, I use lavender oil to help me sleep at night, but I'm going to go to the doctor if something's wrong. Uh, so right, anyway. right. But this guy is just being so, like, rude. He's making fun of... I like he's literally making fun of every kid in this class. Yeah. I knew if he was making fun of me, he's making fun of everybody else too cuz you could see the kids that are in this class. And when you say that just to clarify, it's not like he was like talking saying on no. Lisa, but you're talking about he's the talking like of he what was he's making saying. fun of single mothers who um were deadbeats and didn't like give their kids what they need and that's why they're still on free lunch and have been their whole time oh, in like Lord. our district. Why did that why would that upset you? Because my mom <laughs> worked so hard to give us what we had. And even when we had to move back in with my grandparents for a little while, like mm-hmm. she was always still busting her butt and working forty hours a week. You know, a lot of times I didn't see my mom because she was so busy working. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, I was still on free lunch because of the world we live in. Because of what, like, minimum wage is, you know, just because of the demographics of the United States of America and because of Illinois, the physical demographics and reality of money, mm-hmm. heck yeah. That's why 74% of the kids at my school were on free lunch. 
Um, yeah, and we don't know other people's story, but no. but, but what you know, this was offense. This was upsetting to you and super offensive yes. because we were not. And listen, there are realities. There are some people out there who really um, take advantage of the system and manipulate things. Sure, but it's just. That wasn't us. No. That wasn't us. There was a time. Yeah. There was a time. And you guys know me. I said, I'm going to keep it real and everything. And I'm not embarrassed of my hit past mm-hmm. at all. Um, there was a time that we were on um, government um, medical aid and food stamps. Absolutely. And that's, you were on the fr- the free lunch. And, um, and that was a season. Yeah. And what was the... I'm not embarrassed of that because it no. helped us to make it because I'm I was not, not taking advantage of it. No. And we didn't stay there. Do you remember what I would tell you? Like, and you knew as you yeah. got a little bit older. Yeah. When I would tell you like, Hey, this is where we're at. You know, we'd go to the grocery store. Yeah. And she'd be like, this is where we're at right now, but this isn't our forever. And I think there's a lot yes. of power in that. And that it wasn't our permanent way of yes. life. Um. So, so to hear this man that, now, I don't know what he experienced in his life, but mm. within the past 10 years in this exact generation and stuff, had he, like I asked him, I okay, so he's going on, he's spewing these negative things, yeah. and I saw the kids in my class, their faces drained. Mm. There was like two or three that literally put their heads down. Mm. These kids, we are already like thinking, oh, I'm not good enough for this, I can't do that, I'm never going to be able to do that. Mm. Um, but then like, there's this man, this white teacher <laughs> say it, who girl, is supposed true. to be teaching us and leading us mm. talking negatively about us about our lives about our parents things mm-hmm. that i don't know that he actually dealt with Mm-mm. and i like was appalled i'm watching my, my friend is sitting right next to me and i know her story i know that she had a worse background than i did mm. she had to do every you know like Section 8 housing. She had to have every single, like, government thing it is because of what she was born into. We couldn't control. Not a single kid in that class could control what we were born into or where our parents or where our families were at at that time. And I raised my hand and he called on me and I'm, like, uh, trying to form words in my Mm. head. And I'm, like, sir, I don't think you should be talking about this. (laughs) It's, one, kind of rude and, two, like, just... Uh, have you ever been on food stamps? Or like in the past 10 years in Illinois, in Elgin, Illinois, have you had to use government food stamps? Have you ever not been able to pay your rent? Because, oh, and this teacher liked to brag. He told us what he makes annually. He would tell us about what room they were repairing at his house and redoing and remodeling and what he was going to do for their vacation. Like he would tell us these things. So I knew this like lifestyle this man lived and. No, like, and I I said to him, I'm like, now don't get me wrong. I am sure you experienced trauma when you were younger. Everybody does. I am not, like, lessening the value of what you've been through. But you are lessening the value of what kids in this school go through by making fun of them right now. Mm. And that is not right and that is not okay. If a mother wants to use essential oils, that is her choice. <laughs> not yours. Not yours, sir. And you have zero right to... Make fun of our background. You have zero right. Yeah. You have no right. I know. I, I probably. I'm pretty sure I said zero right. Like I. Oh, of course, zero right. I didn't I'm... use correct terminology and wording. You know, I'm. I'm a kid still. I was like 16, and I'm telling this grown man, in his 50s, 
to stop making fun of my damn mom. Uh-huh. Like, who do you think you who are? Do you think? And I, like, he had nothing to say. He was just like, sorry. And then the other kids in my class were just staring at me and like, right on. Like, oh. fist pumped me, you know? But oh. it was so, and I even, I even went to his boss. I went to the person in charge of the science department and told him like, hey, this happened and this isn't fair and this isn't right. And a teacher shouldn't have the authority mm. yes. to talk about things like this. Yes. Yes. Um, and I don't know what happened with that, but I remember I'm like, no, I'm challenging and I'm going to somebody cause this was not okay. Wow. Yes. Yes. I, I remember that. I, I think that day too, you called me I'm sure even I did. before like yeah. you got out of school or whatever. And you're like, mom, like, when you, I'm sure I did. Yeah. You're like you are not going to believe. Um, yes. And I just, I'm so, so proud of you, babe. I just, see, Norma, Norma Ray, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's so, it saddens my heart. This was just a couple of years ago. Yeah. You know, that, his behavior, his wording, it's, it was very shame Absolutely. focused. It was very judgmental. Mm-hmm. It was like he just knew, yeah. right? And I'm just so proud of you that you used your voice. Yeah. Once again, you spoke up. That yeah. was a boundary. Well, it's it was needed. Yeah. I mean, kids in my position, and like my mom said, I what I went through as a kid and not having money and living with my grandparents a lot on and off, mm-hmm. like... Honestly, that's nothing compared to what some other kids went through. It's genuinely nothing. Yeah. And the kids in this class, like, for example, the girl who sat right next to me, she was my friend. I knew her story. He was literally making fun of every single thing of her life. Hmm. He was making fun of maybe 60% of mine. He could have been making fun of 10% of the other kid. But growing up, like, we were on food stamps. You know, I remember when they changed the card of the food stamp <laughs> from saying food stamps on it to just being a plain card. So it looked like a credit card. <laughs> Kids across the school were like, y'all, did you see the way they changed it? Oh, I'm not embarrassed no more. And you could just say like, oh, it's EBT it's, now it's instead true. of saying like, uh, I have food stamps, you know, cause you used to have to say like, Oh, I have a food stamp card. And then you'd hand them the card right. that had the picture of the food stamps on the front, Yeah, but they changed it to this blue card and it was a thing. <laughs> kids across my school. I remember talking about it with kids. Oh, they were like, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so much easier. It's not as embarrassing to go to the grocery store anymore. Yeah. Or, you know, when you would run in for your parents, it was so embarrassing. You never wanted to do it because you didn't want to have to be like, Food stamps, here you go. And you actually um, never had to do that. But well, your I did friend, as I got a lot older. of your friends I did, did as I got older. Um, as Marisa was out of the house and stuff. But yes. And <laughs> like, as a kid growing up in that poverty lifestyle, a lot, and not poverty, but like just, say, no, like, like my friends, my friends growing up in poverty lifestyle. We had, now, but not to make light of what you're saying. We, it was, it was hard. It was very yeah. hard financially. We struggled Absolutely. financially. And this was a part of our yes. story. As growing up in a low-income family. We were a low-income family. We yes. didn't li- have, like, low-income housing. No. We never lived, no, like, no. in the hood or whatever. Just, um, praise God, we were just able not. to but not. Like, but, like, I'd hear stories, and I yeah. had stories, too, of things, like, my friends wouldn't ask their parents to go on field trip, even if it was only a $5 fee, no, you know? and baby. Um, yeah. Stuff like that. Yes. And, like, we've already been rooted in shame. Or embarrassment. Yeah. Or like, 
I remember there was a portion when I was on discounted lunch, not right, right, lunch. yeah. Um, and I would have to like give money, but sometimes I didn't know if I would have enough or I didn't remember how much was in my account just cause I was younger. Yeah. yeah. And I remember always being like, I'm like, Oh my gosh, man, I can have enough money to pay for lunch. Am I not going to have enough money? You know, blah, 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 blah. You know? And I was always like so fearful that I was not going to have enough money and, um, yeah. just things like that. So many kids that grow up, whether it's in poverty or low income families, they are already, they're being grown up. And rooted in shame and embarrassment and guilt. Yeah. Like, it's a thing. Yeah. And then to have this grown man making fun of these kids. Yep. So when they had me stick up for them, stick up for myself, but like, I'm sticking up for all of us. We're, yeah. yeah. Right now, we're one in the same, you know? And I could see their like smiles and they're like, oh my gosh, she just did that. Oh my gosh, you know? And I'm not like trying to give me the credit. Like I'm not the savior or anything, but yeah. I knew like there's an injustice happening. Yes. I'm not afraid to speak up. Yeah. So I'm gonna. People never knew what I was going through at home because I was able to be a dancer and I was able to be in shows and perform. And yeah. 90% yeah. of the time it was because we were on a scholarship yeah. and thank the Lord for scholarships. They're amazing. That's right. But nobody behind closed doors knows what anybody's going through. Right. And I like that boundary was super important because mm-hmm. I was able to be the voice for all those other students yeah. that didn't have the like willpower to use their voice in that moment. Yep. Um, so it's like, obviously this is about boundaries, but it's just like, about using your voice yeah. for what is wrong. It all matters. Yep. It all matters. Yep. And like, it's kind of a far out like comparison, but even like the we're staying up way too late and the next day we're tired or maybe we're not doing our job as good as we can because we're tired. Yeah. Like, no. And then my mom will come to me or I'll go to my mom and be like, no mom, I'm tired. We can't stay up late tonight. We can't do it. I'm going to use my voice to talk about what is wrong because I was dying at work today, you know? Yeah, or we both, we um, both exactly, have to do that yes. with each other. And that, like, obviously it's not the same thing as using my voice to, to speak up for a bunch of low-income family kids that are in my class that are being, like, called out. But it's still it's same, using your voice and setting a yes. boundary for what is right yes. and what you know is right. And it goes back to this, enough is enough. Enough is enough, yeah. Enough is enough. I've said in the other episodes that... We cannot control how somebody treats us, Mm -hmm. but we can decide how they will affect us. Absolutely. You couldn't control the fact that he's just spewing all this mess up, both of of them, the teacher and the boss. But you decided this is not going to affect me in in, in that kind of, I mean, it affected you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to take over your life or define who you are. Absolutely. And I do want to even say, I do like how you kind of, we went into your history, some of our history, and um, there is no shame in that, you guys. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I do not care. It does not make us feel any less in knowing that you did um, encounter some of those things, those hardships yeah. growing up that did not at the time define who you are, and it doesn't no, even now. of course not. Um, it actually has helped us. I think to, as we've grown as individuals, as mm-hmm. you've grown as a young woman, it's, we're able to have gotten to a certain place, not, um, it wasn't, oh, what's the wording? Give it to me here. Um, like sometimes we're like, oh, even though that was our story, I still was able to do this. It's not like in that kind of way, but it's more like, 
because of my story, I'm able to be where I'm at now. Yeah. You know, like despite people are like, despite what my story was, I was able to do this. No, but it's actually because of my story, because of my history. Yeah. And even, yeah. I don't know. We are in a specific space recording right now. (laughs) And, um, this annoying dog is going crazy my, behind us. I don't know if you can hear it. My but neighbor's it's... dog is, bless its heart, I think it's supposed to be living on a farm, not in a secluded place no. like this. So if you hear a little bit of dog noises in the background, ignore that, please. Stay right with us. I'm an outward processor, so I'm saying it out loud. There you go. Um, <laughs> Another movie quote. That's right. <laughs> so, Okay. Um, um, yeah, how, well, I, the, what you're yeah. saying, I think makes so much sense. And I think that it all can tie back to like the point, the point of this is boundaries. Yes. The point of this is using your voice and, um, knowing when there's a time to speak up and when not to, etc. But, um, yeah, because of what we've been through, what we came from, I'm able to be more thankful for where I'm at and what I have, mm. um, kids that did not go through the things we went through mm-hmm. as a young, like as kids like they they didn't know like it for them you know like one of my my the closest person to me in the world you know was blessed to go on vacations his whole life i never even went out of the state until Until. i was 13 and even then it was only to wisconsin i think (laughs) yeah and which is technically like an hour drive away it was like we're going on a road trip yeah um like but so I was able to be so much more thankful and like, um, since he's been close in my life, it's opened his eyes to all the things that he can be thankful for that he didn't even really like process like, oh, other people in my life didn't get to have it this way and I should be thankful for it and like more like, and it's actually helped him to even be able to set more boundaries in his personal life of what he wants to do in his future, what he wants to not do, what he wants to give to his kids, what he wants mm-hmm. to have for his own family. Because through my story, my mom's story, my sister's story, our family story uh-huh. it's opened his eyes just to like some of the realities that are not his own and mm-hmm. other people's realities yeah and they're actually going to help impact his decision making process and hit the boundaries he wants to set for his future love which it. is super cool yeah it really is it really is i love it i love it so much so look we're talking about boundaries we're talking about using your voice mm-hmm. we're talking about don't be ashamed of your history and your yes. past we're talking about thankfulness. We're just covering it all here. <laughs> We're just covering it all here. Um, okay, we need to we need to start wrapping up. Um, mm-hmm. What are some final things that you would like to leave people with? There's going to be some people listening who are closer to your age. Yeah. Some people like in their 50s and older. Yeah. So how would you, well, we want to um, give them some, yeah. Yeah. you know, um, some so love I think the and biggest hope. thing, so like boundaries. It's a really big, broad word. Yeah. There's a million different things that could go under that umbrella. Yeah. Um, wherever you're at with setting boundaries, like where I'm at, where my mom's at, where every single person is at, there's always room to grow, mm-hmm. but grow in like the positive, like I want to grow because humans are meant to grow. Humans aren't supposed to just stop. Yeah. It's not like I'm an adult now. I don't need to keep growing. <laughs> oh gosh. No. Um, it's. You're always supposed to be growing yeah. until the day you die, you know, yep. like plants, yep. they, 
they grow, they get big during the spring and summer, fall comes, they die, but spring comes again and they grow again, mm-hmm. you know, they always come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and with boundaries, like, I think I'm pretty solid at them, but obviously I have a lot to learn. Yeah. My mom's amazing at boundaries, but she has stuff to learn. Like, yeah, I'm not perfect at it. We all have stuff to learn. No. Um, so know that no matter where you are, like, where you're at right now is okay. Yeah. And, like, even if tomorrow you're able to use your voice and, you know, maybe you're all you can say is, you know what? I'm not comfortable with that. That's all you say. That's it. That's a huge deal for you. And that's awesome. It really is. And that's okay. Yep. And maybe in a month or in a year or five years, you're able to say, you know what? I'm not okay with the fact that you wanted me to do that in the first place. Mm -hmm. That's not respectful to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I don't want to be involved with that. You know, that's amazing. And if you're not there for years, that's okay. Um, But just remembering these little truth nuggets of what, you're capable of yeah. and that no person's journey is going to take the same amount of time. Yeah. Um, don't compare yourself, no. please guys. I think that's the biggest thing. Just know that yes. where you're at right now is okay because you have no idea where you're going to end up in two years, three months, five years, yeah. anything. Um, you each have a plan and a purpose and it's going to come when Jesus is ready for it to come for you. You know, <laughs> some of the listeners um, are not Jesus yeah, people absolutely. and that's okay. So when hope and when just, truth comes and when you're ready to just dive in and that's okay yeah like it's okay when it's your time so yeah give yourself part of it you'd be kind to yourself yeah absolutely if you're not at a place where you can do like what you're hearing on alisa say that's okay no Mm -hmm. shame absolutely no shame um it comes with a choice deciding like if they're even listening to these then they're interested on some level of personal yes, growth. Yes, absolutely, yeah. So there is hope for everybody. Absolutely, plain and simple. There is hope for everybody. Um, and I'm just, I'm really proud of you, who you are. And mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm really thankful for you. And again, I don't, I don't know what you're going to do in your future. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm big on that. I've tried to not pressure you to be something or you have to have this kind of education or this degree. We're not even going to talk about the school part of things. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) let's not even go there, but I try to not pressure you Mm -hmm. into being or doing anything. Um, I just want you to be who you you were created to be. And you are, you are on your way. You're finding your way. I'm just so proud of who you are. And I really value your message. Mm -hmm. And, I just think you're amazing. I just <laughs> think you're you. amazing. Thank you very much. Yes. So, guys, I hope you got something from this. Um, please share it with anybody that you care about, mm-hmm. that you know, that you love, somebody that um, it could encourage them. When you share episodes with people, I, I keep hearing this. I want to share it with people, but I don't know how to, and I don't want them to feel bad. Guys, keep it simple. Hey, I heard this. I thought about you. Maybe it'll encourage you. Smiley mm-hmm. face, heart emoji. Like simple. Real simple, yeah, guys. absolutely. Real simple, but share it. Um, if you have any thoughts or insight or if this episode impacted you and you want to share something that it made you think or feel or whatever, message me. You can hit me up on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. DMs are open. Follow me on hashtag Elevate Life with Angie. And... Guys, remember you are smart, you are strong, Mm -hmm. and you can do hard things.